Sorry. Anyway, here we go. All right. Yeah, let's go. Go, go. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. We're back, and there's just two. I guess we're just well, TJ and I are back. It's just me and Gogs. It's a it's a it's a rare two hander uh, on yeah. the show. It's something I I try to stay away from. I feel like like we never do two handers, but whatever. Like, it, but this we is couldn't, maybe we Gary. Couldn't dip, we couldn't deprave you guys of a, of a show this week. So, and we're also talking about one of my favorite movies of all time, Predator <laughs> Two. So, like, yeah. I don't know how to avoid this favorite movie of all time huh Hmm. it is a listen i I mean we're going to talk about it obviously i i liked it a lot more than i remember but i i have i still have my problems with the movie oh it's not so here's this is what i tell everyone when they ask me why do you like predator 2 i'm like it's not good but it is excellent. Like I mean, it's I, fun. No, it, I it's got so a lot of much it's a lot of, with it, this it's movie. a lot of it's a lot of fun. There's like it's a it, it's if anything like I I get I the thing and we'll talk about it more later. But it's it's a movie that I wish went a little harder into its premise, like about the whole like urban combat predator thing. I don't think it like it. it I more of that. I love the fact that it's trying to be a hardcore, dirty, hairy. Like the chief is screaming oh, at the lead. Yeah. Like if every trope in the world. Oh, by the yeah. way, there's an and intergalactic Predator. hunting alien here now too. Yeah. Like all right. It's, well, anyway, anyway, we'll talk about it in a minute because this is going to be going to be quick. Like this yeah. gonna be an incredibly quick show. Yeah, Anthony, <laughs> strap in, buddy boy. Um. So yeah, we watched Predator two. Um, Predator So uh, Gogs, what else did you watch? Uh, I watched week. I watched three things, one of which wow. I don't need to. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't need to get into too deep on the first one because um, it's that it's mutant mayhem. I watched it twice with my kids. That's a fun movie. That movie Very is so movie. like and like have your kids I'm, watched uh, the they watched the, the original hell? the original. No, trilogy. what was the, the CGI one that came out like about 10 years ago? TMNT. Did they I don't think they've one? seen that. None of us. We that one. I remember that one was pretty was good. It good? But like, I mean, like every time I watch that movie, something else sticks out to me and makes me laugh and smile. It's number two for my. It, it just Oppenheimer just edged it out last year. But I don't know if you you've seen it now, right? So you like it? Um, I loved it. Yeah, I, didn't we watch it together? I feel like we watched it together. Possibly, I've seen it. So I think I've probably seen it since it's been available. Since it's been wildly released, I think I've probably seen it like no less than twelve times. But like this time, I was watching it and. They're they're playing Can I Kick It at the the closing credits by Tribe Called Quest. I'm just sitting there just vibing, just loving life. And they go through the whole cast, right? They're showing and like I was talking to Vance the whole time. I was like, dude, like I was analyzing the scene with um where Splinter goes ham and beats everybody. I was like, that's just, that's exactly how Jackie Chan fights in movies. I was showing him highlights. Me and him are gonna start watching Jackie Chan movies. We're bonding. Oh yeah. But we're going through the credits, right? And he's like, when are they gonna say Jackie Chan? And then his name pops up next. Like, oh, it's Jackie Chan. And then it ends with, not it doesn't end with, but then it says, introducing Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. And I was like, that's hilarious. Um, oh, you didn't realize it was Paul Rudd? Oh, that, no, 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 no. Introducing. No, I knew it was Paul Rudd. It was hilarious that they said introducing. Um, so I watched I think that. it's I hilarious watched. that Mondo Gecko is in the fucking movie because I had the and Mongo Gecko toy. I had, I had a wing nut. I had a wing yeah, toy. Like, wing like, like, like of all the toys they show up there, and I think I had a leather head. Um so the other thing I watched, uh I watched Liz and I watched uh, Goodwill Hunting. A movie you know, that I never, don't think I've ever seen that I've never seen. Through. I've never seen it either, but it's one of those movies that's been like memed so much that like I it's feel been like popular I've seen it right now. Like what? the part with you how easy this is for me, like that's been showing oh, up. Oh, I my saw feed. it on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's um, so weird. It's so weird how TikTok like pushes stuff that's like, like who's thought of that fucking movie in twenty years? You know. Well, it must have wormed its way into my wife's subconscious, so we watched it. And let me tell you, is it good? Pretty good. Like it's a good movie. Like uh, Matt Damon is really good in it. And, and it was here's the other thing, right? And I had to do this. And I was telling Liz this. Um, you're watching it right nowadays with the perspective, mm-hmm. oh, that's Ben Affleck. That's Matt Damon, right? Oh, sure. But sure. when the movie came out, that oh, was they were Ben Affleck, and that wasn't yeah, Matt Damon. Yeah, they were. It was very, very early on in their careers. Like that, those were their names, but no one, right? This was no right. There's no shine on them yet, or not much. Yeah, I want to say um, that like, like the, 
Ben Affleck was probably in Mallrats before that movie, but it's not I like I think he was, was in Mallrats and like in like Matt Damon was like he shows up in um I think he shows up the same year in Saving Private Ryan. I think they both came out that year. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, um, but he's sense. not even a big part in Saving Private. It's not his movie. No. Well, um, kind, it kind of is. It's I mean, his of... name, he's the, he's the titular <laughs> Private Ryan, but like, it's like waiting for Guffman, right? Like, right, um, right, right. So I'm watching this thing and Matt Damon's great. It's this baby face Matt Damon, baby face Ben Affleck. Uh, Matt Damon's killing it. Um, Ben Affleck is actually just absolutely destroying it. Like Ben Affleck's character is so much like what Casey is it even Affleck's about? In it. It's about so like... it's about it's it's about this. Um, so Ben Affleck, excuse me, uh, Matt Damon. It, the, Matt Damon lives in Southie. He's an orphan. He lives in like a one room apartment, like that's mm-hmm. part of a house, and he works like menial jobs. He's got he is a character that has nothing but defense mechanisms built into him because he's been abandoned and hurt his whole life. And he doesn't want to become close to anyone. Just like so me. he gets so, but he's but he's got a photographic memory. Oh, so anything, like me. so so he just loses himself in learning. So then he mm-hmm. ends up becoming a janitor at Harvard. Mm-hmm. And Stellan Skarsgård's like uh, this theoretical mathematician. He's like, if anyone can solve this problem, you'll get extra credit, whatever. And he's just mopping the floor, and whatever. He just speaks to him. He saw he's a savant, right? Right. So right. then they end up getting meshed up and whatever, and it just ends up becoming this. It, he he, but he but he's such a troubled kid. Like he's always getting in fights and whatever else. So he beats up a cop at some point, and he gets remanded Based. into the he gets remanded into the custody of Stellan Skarsgård. He's like, looking, listen, you're gonna work with me for math, and you're gonna go to counseling. And so there's a sl- it's almost like RoboCop two, where they go mm-hmm. through a litany of scenes where he's just burning out counselors because he's just. He's he knows how to manipulate people and he's smarter than them and he's just mm-hmm. he knows he's smarter than them and he can just you know he knows all right. the tricks they're gonna pull. He already read their books, right? So you end up getting teamed up with Robin Williams, who was Stellan Skarsgard's like roommate in college back in the day, and he's a kid from Southie, grew up on it. They have a similar background, and then it's about Robin Williams taking down Ben uh, Matt Damon's walls and and let me tell you something. I was telling <laughs> His this to back Liz. walls. Yeah, right. It's about it's a it's about Robin Williams taking down Matt Damon's back walls. Now we're talking. Now and now it's a movie. Um, it, they should have called that Backshots University. Yeah. Um, as I'm watching with Liz, I was like, I don't like. I, Robin Williams won an Academy Award for this. Um, like I paused the movie. And I was talking to Liz. I was like, I don't. It's like I I. Mm, I cannot un- I cannot say enough how much I appreciate an understated dramatic Robin Williams. He oh yeah, is, he was great. He is he is just full of like warmth, but depth. I, mean, I feel like we life. went we went through that with our Robin Williams movies that we watched because when he's all like, "How about a, how about a, it's like okay, yeah. <laughs> but but like, but he's like when he's grounded and when he's like being a human being, he is just impeccable. He is yeah, imp- oh he's fantastic, and then like. You should watch the movie. I would recommend it. It's a really good Check dramatic it. movie. Um, Mini Driver's great in it. Ben, like I said, everyone's great in it. Um, but one of the fun, I'll, I'll try not to ruin this for you. I'll just give you this fun little, little fun fact. At the end of the movie, there's mm-hmm. a scene with Robin Williams where he, he look, he, he basically just reads a note from Will and then he says something afterwards. He says, mm-hmm. you know, son of a bitch, you stole my life. And then, and then the, the movie ends. It's a like credits, right? Right, right. He wasn't supposed to say anything in that scene. I forget if it's Gus Van Sant, whoever's directing this thing. He was just he supposed was to read it. You're right. I think he was supposed to read it, like acknowledge it, and then just move on. But he said it so perfect. He ad libbed it. It was so absolutely perfect that they were like, "Well, we got to leave this in." This is like, it's just, it's awesome. Um. Then the last thing I watched is not awesome. It is Uh-oh. bonkers. I don't know if you've seen this. I think I've seen movies about this. I've seen like YouTube clips about this. Okay. I watched. Slumber Party Massacre 2? I have only seen Slumber Party Massacre 1. Okay. And that's pretty, pretty great. That's, <laughs> Slumber Party Massacre is with the, the guy with the guitar. The rockabilly right? guy, right? <laughs> yeah. So let me tell you a little something about Slumber Party Massacre 2. Slumber Party Massacre 2, it's like, I guess, I've never seen Slumber Party Massacre 1, by the way, but. It's I, terrible. It's a lot so, of fun, but it's terrible. So. I guess the killer from Slumber Party Massacre 1 dies at the end of Slumber Party Massacre 1 um, and maybe gets killed by this 
girl and her older sister. Well, now this younger girl in the first movie is like a teenager and she's going to go for a weekend away with the rest of her girl band to a condo and they're having a girl's weekend. And then the boys show up and it's like drinking and sex and all the stuff you want. Right. But the entire time, the progression of this movie, like almost apropos of nothing, she starts having visions and dreams about the murderer from slumber party massacre one coming back (laughs) as you do. Yeah. Okay, but then she's starting to have like, like psychosis. Like there's one scene where she's looking at her friend, her friend's complaining about a pimple, and she's looking at her friend, and her friend's face turns into this distorted monster, like with this huge boil, and then she like explodes into pieces in front of her, and the girl comes down screaming, like, oh my god, like my friend's dead, like, and everybody's like, oh my, like she seems like she's having a psychotic break, right? Right. Like whatever is happening, the the ghost, the essence, the memory of the murderer from Slumber Party Massacre one. Has, right. has, has ruined her psyche and she is falling to pieces. You're like, is this going to turn into high tension? Like, is she going to start killing people and think it's him? Like, what's this going to okay. be? I'm into this so far. Doesn't sound terrible. What it ends up being is that somehow her psychosis wills the killer from the first movie back to life. <laughs> it's amazing. Takes everyone apart in the condo. Wow. So like she physically, she, she manifests, manifests a, a killer. That. Wow. It's incredible. And then it just takes this weird turn where they're like, she's losing him. And then also the guy's there with like, he's like drill bit bass. And he's like, Hey, baby. <laughs> like, it's I mean, this the, sounds pretty good. dude. It sounds, it sounds real good. It's like silent night, deadly night level of insane. Like it is. It sounds, just sounds awesome. Bonkers. And I'm trying to remember like if it ends up being, I think that's just how it ends. It just, until so she's like done. a she's like a Doctor Manhattan. She just can. Yeah. She's brought him back. Like so, uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, and I don't think I missed anything. It's actually a where... treatise. It's actually a treatise on trauma. I think you just were too stupid to get it. I think it might have been because I was like, "What is happening here?" Um, but those are all the things I watched. What you watch? Uh, I watched two things. Two things. Uh, I watched I watched Killers of the Flower Moon. What is that about? Everyone's been buzzing about it. Everybody's It's about five and a half hours long is what it's about. All the kids are crowing about it's like Killers of the Flower know. Moon. It's about fucking white people fucking over Native Americans basically. And it's not okay. bad, but it's fucking long and I it took me three fucking sittings to watch it. I didn't really care for it. Like I don't think it's bad, but like I can't like, I guess the fact that I couldn't stay interested in the movie must mean it's bad, right? Because, like, I just, right. my mind, it was, and again, I'll, full, full disclaimer, full, full, uh, not disclaimer, but full, uh, transparency, like, right. Maybe I just wasn't in the right state of mind to watch the movie, but like, I could not, my eyes kept drifting from the, the screen to my phone. Like, I was like, okay. And like, again, it's directed well. The acting's good. The 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 Who's Native American, I don't know, a bunch of people. De Niro, right. DiCaprio, the the Native American uh like co lead is really good. I think this is like her first film. She's great. She is really good in the movie. But right. like, and everybody's, but like, here's the thing, and this is this is probably the dumbest fucking critique I'll ever give something. Like Leo being good isn't impressive anymore because he's always good. So it's just like, eh. Like, it's not, it doesn't stand out. And again, the plot doesn't really stand out. And I just found myself not interested in the movie. And I finished it, but then when it was over, I was like, why did I bother finishing that movie? Like, I didn't care at any mm-hmm. point in the movie. So yeah, it's, it sucks. I didn't like it. I, no good. Huh? Again, if a movie can't keep me interested, then it's bad. Like, I, right. or at least it's bad for me. Like, I just, I lost interest almost instantaneously like i just i it it was long and it felt long just like drake's penis um nice it's very long it's um it's a long long penis well i mean stinger good missile. I, mean, I mean you know gotta do um, something with it <laughs> you know what that's a, that's a good point you gotta do something with it um i also watched uh, the new Jonathan Glazer film, Zone of Interest. Uh, it's interest amazing. or influence? Interest. Okay. In, 
and it's the I kept calling it zone of interest. It's oh, the, it's the zone, zone of interest. Of interest. It's amazing. It's it's if uh, if I if I saw it before the end of the year, it would have probably been number two on my best of wow. last year list. It's that fucking good. Uh, it's was a it movie like limited like, release, like in 2023, and now it's widely released. Yeah, 24? yeah, it was like super limited um, before the end of last year. But it's it's getting it's showing up in more theaters. I actually saw it at Cinemark, so I mean that's like a as normie of a movie theater as you can get. It's excellent though, man. It's like it's weird to say this, but like if you're gonna give something like best Holocaust movie, like it's weird to you know it's a weird category to have, but. It's the best Holocaust movie. It's so fucking good. And it's so like, it's, I've never seen a movie that's so in your face and intense and I don't know, like depressing without being over, like it's not in your, it's not in your face, like as, in, as storytelling goes, but it's all there, right? Like it's like all, is, it, is, is the, is the concentration camp shown ever or is it just hinted at? No, it's shown. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. you don't go to the fucking no. Like, so the, it, so the movie is about this commandant and his family that are he's literally the commandant of Auschwitz. So it oh. ain't just it's not just any concentration camp. It is it's like right. the constant. It's the Madison Square Garden of tier. So but but like the movie, like the, the minute you see the fucking house, like the the buildings of the concentration camp are right over the wall. Like it's right there. Like when I say it is right there, it is, it is closer to my apartment. It's like where Chef Polino's is next to my apartment. It is right there, and it is, it is watching you the whole time. Anytime, like that, it is in frame so often. And there's so many times where shit, like you hear things, like there's just like a cacophony of background noise through the whole movie of just like screaming and gunshots, and like it's not, and never, it's never like. Right there. It's never in your face, but it's there and you can hear it and it's fucking unnerving. And the whole point of the movie is how they don't care. They don't react. It's about the banality of evil that they just they're worried about their shit. They're worried about fucking planning the husband's birthday party. Um, At one point, the husband is going to get relocated to a different camp and they're like upset. And the wife doesn't want to leave because they've built this you know, this beautiful home for their children. And it's like the worst atrocity known to man is happening. Literally a stone's throws away to your fucking right. But it's brilliant, man. It is fucking brilliant. And like, it takes a lot of risks. Like the opening of the movie is literally like four minutes of darkness. Like it shows the title card and then it goes black. And then it's just a soundscape. And it's fucking wild and it's very smart because it teaches you all as an audience right away to pay attention to the sound that you're listening to. Cause sound plays a huge part in this movie. I, I thought this movie was absolutely amazing. I, I think this movie hits buttons that like a few movies do and it did it without, it did it in a way that like, you know how I talk a lot about fucking, I hate movies that that lampshade things. I hate movies that like hold the audience's hand. I wish movies would, you know, show don't tell. That's what I repeat over and over and over. This movie is all show, no tell. This movie is, it, it tells its story through like literally like the framing and the camera movements, movements, excuse me. It, um, it shows it through sound design and even like Jonathan Glazer, he, he did a bunch of like hidden cameras in under the skin like he actually like rigged up a van to have a bunch of hidden cameras so he could there's like parts in under the skin that are actually like real people on the street that Scarlett Johansson's talking to. Well, he's mm-hmm. kind of implemented that again because apparently in this house there was like I don't know, it's like 15 cameras or something and he just cut in between those cameras so it all feels like very like intrusive but in like an interesting way. But like, like the people I, were not, the people were just acting in the space and he was finding the best way to show it. Like yes. they weren't playing to the camera. No. <clears throat> and you can tell. And it's, I don't know, man. I just think this movie takes so many interesting chances. And I think at the end, like I can already see like a lot of people watching this movie and hating it because they're like, well, nothing happened. And to that, I say, you're not watching the movie. You're, you're expecting a normal plot. You know, you're expecting, you're expecting a normal kind of movie. Like, I 
I, I, uh, this is going to be an odd comparison, but I, I really do like the movie Salo, uh, which is, is hilarious now that it's kind of like memeified. But I like that movie a lot because that movie is also about fucking Nazis. And mm-hmm. the thing that I like about that movie is the, the victims in that movie are never given like characters. They're, they're literally just victims, right? They're not shown to be people. They're, you view them the same way that the torturers view them. And that's fucking horrifying, right? That puts you in a mind space as an audience where you're like, Jesus Christ. And I like that a lot because in every other movie that there'd been a story where one of the torturees gets out or like patches together a plan to right. rise up against their oppressors. And I think that's really interesting to not do that. And I think in this movie, I think like the natural inclination is one of them is going to realize like what's going on. They're going to wake up or there's going to be a, 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 a victim of, you know, the camps that comes out and, and hurts one of the family members or something's going to happen to like rise the tension. Or like one of the kid, one of the kids is going to befriend someone in the camp or like, exactly. It, right? it, yeah. There you go. Perfect example. That never happens, right? The only, the only things that intrude on their lives are stuff like that. I mean, it's, I can't really say it's a spoiler, but there is parts in the movie where like the father, who again is the commandant is out with the, his kids in this river that's right next to the camp. And at a certain point, ash just starts pouring down from the river and mm-hmm. he freaks the fuck out and he gets his kids out of there. But like that is. That is the horror intruding, like literal fucking human ash. Like, but he's not horrified in. about the act. He's horrified the fact that it might touch his children. Right. Exa- and there you go. But like, say that you know that's in a brilliant fucking metaphor right there. Like, it's it's yeah. awesome. And also, there's a part later in the movie where he's like developing this cough, and they again they don't really get into it that much. And the wife. And him, their relationship gets kind of strained. And to me, and I, this is just my take on the situation. I think what he's trying to demonstrate is that the evil that is around them that they are participating in and also his attitude starts to change towards the end of the movie. Like I don't want to, there is like one kind of like insane line that towards literally the end of the movie might be the final line of the movie, but like he, he outwardly starts to be more like cruel. Right. But I think that Glazer, what he's trying to do is the evil is like, it's like, um, uh, cancerous, right? Like it's a, it's a yeah. carcinogen. And I think that the, the more it they're around it, sizes in you, it's literally like it's eating away at them, but they don't even know it. Like, I think that's fucking brilliant. Now, again, that's my take on it. I don't know. Other people might disagree. I think this movie is amazing. It's not like, obviously, it's not like going to be a crowd-pleasing movie. It's not a movie you go out of and you're like, fuck yeah, it's own adventure. It's not a good date night movie, it sounds like. I mean, you know, depending on the girl. Who you uh, but it's it's really fucking good. And Jonathan so, Glazer is, is a fucking genius, and I loved it. And I I, I feel like when it's going to be more widely available, there's going to be a huge backlash towards it because people are going to be like, oh, nothing happened, it's boring. It's like, yeah, no. Killers of the I mean, Flower Moon is boring. Plenty of stuff happens in that movie, and it's boring as hell. It sounds but like it's I a real. It. it sounds like it's a real like, like meditation, like just forcing you to sit with it, and yeah. not get any resolution. Like you have to just sit with it and just let and just. There's no. Yeah, exactly. There's no care exactly at the end of the stick. Like you're just you you have to be part of it. That sounds really compelling. I would like to see it. It's really good. And there's a, there's a, there's something that happens that's like, I've again, almost right at the end of the movie. And I don't want to give it away because it's fucking wild that he does it. But it's also like a very interesting perspective on how we view atrocities, right? Like how, you know, now we're so many years past it, but how we look back at what happened. And based on the knowledge that we have, we expect, well, Somebody must have been like cognizant of what was going on and they have to, they had to react to it this way. And it's like, no, no, they could have just lived their lives. They could have just been a family, like living their lives and not caring about it all. So it's wild. It's a, it's wild and it's, it's kind of damning against humanity. And it made me like, it's one of these things where it made me think a lot about like the cognitive dissonance that like a lot of people have these days, just about horrible shit that's going on. And it's just like, you know, it, it's wild. I think it's a great movie. I think Jonathan Glazer 
you know, he uh, he only makes a movie like every decade. And like, I don't know, we're lucky to have him. I think the guy is just insanely like creative and amazing. Like, I I don't know. You look at his movies and like none of them, none of them are like the other one. Like, I've never I don't I really can't name a director that's like so each one of his films is so much different than the previous one. It's wild. Like he's, I don't know it, the guy that made sexy beast made this and it, that just blows my fucking mind. But anyway, great movie, highly recommended. Um, not for the, uh, not for the faint of heart. Also not for somebody that's looking for action. <laughs> Cause literally <laughs> like, if by, by, uh, metric of story structure, nothing happens. <laughs> like, every, is it all, is it not even all rising action? It's just, just. Oh, yeah. No, no. It is a, it is a slice Flat. of life movie, as slice of lifey as you can get. The, wow. the husband getting moved to a different camp is like the closest you get to like, like a, 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 a falling Conflict. action. Yeah. And that's, that's not really even that big of a deal. And it's kind of wild, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, so yeah. So yeah. Um, and Sean watched his dad's dicks go in his mouth and Alec whacked off to it. Nice little one, two Mm -hmm. combo there. Mm -hmm. Mm, Boy. So what happened in predator two guys? What doesn't happen in predator two predator two rules. Predator two is predator two opens with a jungle and the predator bongos and all the predator noises you love so much. But then when we crest the hill, what do we see? We see Los Angeles, the city of angels. Uh, and it's hot. It's hot down there. And there's a war, there's a war zone going on. You meet Tony Pope, uh, played by, uh, uh, Morton Downey Jr. And we're talking about, uh, we are having a, uh, that's, I could not think of that fucking guy's name. Morton yeah, Downey. He had a talk Downey show. Jr. I remember. Yeah, he, he had a talk show. Um, I always got mixed up with Robert Downey Jr. when I was a kid. Um, is he related? I don't know. They're both juniors. Um, and they're both downies. Oh, I didn't even think about that. So <laughs> wait, wait, the kid, the reason you thought I, they're, they're both juniors. They're I assumed every junior is related to every other junior. It's a, it's a common last name. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I figured you're related to, uh, Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, we're looking at a, like a legitimate, gun battle happening in the streets of LA, like a full blown, like style R like full automatic weapons. Like, like cops are down. It looks like old Detroit from the Robocop movies. It is a gritty, I think the year is supposed to be 1992. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's yeah. like the not too distant future. The movie came, it's like in the future, quote unquote. And you're introduced to uh Lieutenant Harrigan, Played by uh, Danny Glover, and every and I I could not help but think of uh, Hardigan from Sin City because the name is so similar. I was like, yeah. So yet, so yet Harrigan, and then you've got Edward James almost as his buddy uh, Danny, and then you get Maria Conchita Alonso uh, as one of his squad, and they I guess they do narco stuff. I'm not sure what they do. They do homicide. Yeah, they do whatever. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's they're really assigned to they're assigned to the worst district in all of LA. Um so there's downed cops in the middle of this firefight. Harrigan's got to figure a way to save him. So he he creates a battle wagon out of his police cruiser and he drives with his head hanging out the side and he slides and, in, he saves him and then he just shotguns people to death. I know you already said this, but this is like the most insane like like gang war that's happening on the street. It like, is a it's full, it's like Fallujah. It is a full blown yes. battle happening. Also, like people are hilariously, uh, hilariously like fucking there's standard, <laughs> there's like standards by, uh, by standard, what? Standards by? Good lord. Yeah. Uh, by standards and, uh, reporters that are literally like inches away Ducking, from the gunfire yeah. and they don't like, it's like, what the, like, get the this female reporter's like, I'm out of here. I'm done with this. Send me somewhere right. else. Um, so then the scorpions who are the, uh, the Colombian gang retreat yeah. into their safe house slash sweatshop. Um, and then the police get there and then 
the police are like, all right, we got to go into like, no, we're special weapons and tactics and stuck on another thing. And then they're like, all right, well, what are we going to do? And then the, the place, like the scorpions are in there getting all ganged up. Everybody's getting like, everybody's doing nose beers and loading up on their guns oh, yeah. and getting ready to rumble. A lot of nose beers in this movie. And they're sitting there and they go, all right, well, we'll wait. And then the, the floor explodes. Like we're going in now. So they charge in and, uh, they, they start doing the raid redemption thing where they're going up floor by floor trying to clear things. And then the head scorpion pops out covered in blood and he starts machine gunning down cops and, uh, they, they chase him up to the roof and then he sees the predator and freaks out and falls and splats onto a car. But the predator had shown up into the, the, he was, he was attracted by all the conflict and, uh, murdered all the scorpions, hung them up like, like meat, um, slaughtered them, blew their chests out, did all the fun predator stuff you love. And then he sees Harrigan and that's, that's the start of their bromance. He is now, this is the, this is the top, this is his prey. He wants Harrigan because this is the guy, this seems to be the top dog in LA. So, uh, movie progresses as movies typically do. They generally uh, do. Yeah, that's usually and, how they work. And, uh, we're introduced, we're back at the base and they're talking about how you weren't supposed to go in, you're supposed to wait. And there's going to be the purview of, uh, yeah, God, these, God like, said it already, but this is, this is literally like every cop, 80s cop movie cliche. You're, you're a loose cannon. You're wild. Your, your pants you know, will be dancing with figs. Like it's all yeah. the stuff you want. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then you've got two of the guys with the worst skin in the world, both in the chain of command above. Uh, Danny Glover. There's the guy who I've seen from other things, but I can't place him. And then there's one of the Agent Johnsons from Die Hard, also a Fratelli from uh, um, Goonies. Oh yeah, I also watched Goonies recently. Goonies rules. Um, well, good thing Sean's not on the show. He would fight you over that take. What he doesn't like Goonin? He's talked that he's talked about he doesn't like Goonies. Yeah. Well, he's, no, I. I, he loves Goonin, trust me. Well, Goonies is an amazing movie. That's a piss boy. Gooning um, is the new meta, I think. Everybody yeah. knows that now. Right. So, um, you got Hagen's in trouble and whatever. He's going to be a whatever. Then, then the next scene, you know, and then I think you're introduced to, uh, Bill Paxton shows up. Beloved. No, he's, he's so Bill good Paxton. in this movie. He's so yeah, good. He's just like, dripping charisma like he's, he's also dripping with sweat like, they, everyone is in like wool suits <laughs> yeah. and like linens well, and I think like, they, they keep playing up how hot it is in la i was gonna say isn't there a few lines in there where they're like it's an unprecedented like, heat wave in la yeah, it's a trillion whatever. degrees but then for some reason <laughs> in king willie's alley there's an active standing puddle that should have evaporated but whatever um so then we're so the next scene um a, a, a colombian fella is uh having um relations uh, oh my god on like <laughs> in like insane. in like his like mid floor so i'm in the construction industry tj's in the construction industry what they did was they took a like a middle showcase floor of a commercial office building <laughs> and a glassed out like it should be like maybe where you put like right. the amenities space, like maybe that's where the gym goes or the lounge, and they yeah. turned it into this guy's two-story <laughs> mid-building penthouse that's like a uh, one room. And so he's in there doing whatever, and then the Jamaicans show up, and then Do the you Jamaicans think they couldn't afford a higher floor. That's why I, I don't. Know. It's in the middle. Every time I watch, it's so striking because it's the only glassed-out floor, right. and yeah. it's in the dead center of the building I like i'm like, like i feel like the production some production <laughs> assistant was like oh yeah yeah we got we got the i found location. a spot yeah yeah no, and then they're like what the fuck is this like oh, it was just like Rudy did you like four seasons landscaping they're like i guess that we're shit. just gonna have to make it work i'm glad you pointed it out because it cracked me up. i'm like what is going on with this fucking it's like double tall with like, a, with like a false ceiling that's just made but, of like and, and, and of course, because it's, it's the fucking, uh, early 90s, of course it's just some woman, like, naked, and she's having, I mean, I, 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 Gogs, I don't know about you, but I've had ex- sex at least twice, so I'm kind of a sex haver. Like, yeah. I don't know. You I know, got two you know kids, I know what's up. Yeah, yeah. You're a sex haver too. Yeah. I've never seen a woman rile and rave in my life. <laughs> not even close. Like, not even. <laughs> No, like you'd have to introduce like a taser into the room, right? Those she sort was, of thing. She was like flipping the fuck out. I was no, like, oh yeah, God. no, it was, it was 
like she was I mean, possessed. I thought her tits were gonna like flip off. Like it just it was. It almost were, came around to the back. Like she right? was just so into <laughs> yeah, it. Like it was, it was you could see it all through the full height picture glass window. So anyway, right. the people, the people literally on street level are like, oh, oh fucking Hector's having sex again. Like, He's just annihilating it. So anyway, um, so the Jamaicans show up in what in a scene that I think is effing brilliant. They come in, they kill the Colombian bodyguards. They hang old boy up from his feet, uh, to the ceiling. Thank and you. they're like, they're like, uh, King Willie, you know, says, you know, we got to kill you, but no, we can't just kill you. We got to take your soul. And they do like a voodoo ritual, which I think is awesome. Like it's terrorizing. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, like it's, yeah. it's horrific, right? It's super cool. This is, this scene is great. I love this scene. And then the predator shows up and kills everybody. And that's also great. Uh, he stabs people with his, so here's the other thing. The Predator and Predator, Predator, Predator 1 had a very limited hit, right? He had, right. he had the shoulder launcher and he had the wrist blade and I'm pretty confident that's it. He didn't this have the, Predator. he didn't have the disc thing. I don't believe the Predator in the original one had the disc thing. I think the Thank Predator... Right. I think I'm I just think, so used to the disc thing from the other Predator movies and the video like, games. Like, let, let's run it back. Ready? Okay. Uh, Hawkins gets killed by shoulder cannon. Uh, uh, Blaine gets killed by shoulder cannon. Uh, Mac gets killed by shoulder cannon. Uh, Dylan gets cut to ribbons and killed by shoulder cannon. Oh, R.I.P. Um, by the way. Carl yeah, rest in power to a, a real like, one. Um, man. You don't know how Billy died, but you assume he gets probably bladed because he was standing there with his big knife. Uh, uh, Poncho gets crushed by a tree. Right. Um, uh, so like he didn't have that kit. This guy's got nets that like, that like turn you into soup. Oh, I also watched Cube. I forgot to watch Cube. Cube's oh, shit. fine. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Cause that, I like the scene. net. I, I did like the net. The net was so cool. the net, the disc, the spear, all of these things, all of these like iconic predator weapons show up in predator two. So the predator in predator two had a, had, he like, he's like a trust fund baby. He had all the toys, but he lacked the skill. If the predator right. from predator one had all the toys of predator two, Harrigan wouldn't have won. Spoiler alert. So anyway, okay. he gets in, he does it. He's got that, that weird tonged like launcher that for some reason, the chief pathologist for LA has a mass like spectral analyzer at her desk and she no sells the fact that she has just discovered five undiscovered elements. More to that coming later. Anyway, all the Jamaicans get killed. The cops get did, called. Uh, did the Jamaican, I, 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 the Jamaicans to me reminded me of the voodoo boys from uh cyberpunk. Oh, they're just like, it is, it was stereotypical. Like, it could yeah. not be, like, I'm not going to do any of the voices because I don't want to get canceled, but man, <laughs> holy smokes. Um, I think Jamaicans are okay. I think that's the one where we can, we can we do can, that. All right. Well, then I'm yeah. going to do a lot. When, when the King Willie scene comes, I might just give you the whole monologue. Is, I think we'll be all right. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so the Jamaicans get killed and they get skinned. And now the cops are like, okay, so why is the Colombian guy still stuck here? And why are these guys skinned? And what's going on? Like, what the hell? Is there a new player in town? <laughs> what's the like, deal with? What's the deal with? And they find the naked broad, and then she's like, "There's a di-. so it's very similar to the chick in the first movie. She's like, the devil came for them. All right, we got to figure this out. I want to meet yeah, King that's Willie. Right. That, I, you know, I didn't even make the connection that that is kind of a callback to the first one. You're right. So the so the predator, he's like, listen, he tells so he tells Danny, he's like, Danny, we're come back tonight, late night, and we're gonna do this like boys, right? And then just hang out, and then. Gary Busey's like waving this shit around the whole time, talking about you can't do this, you can't do that, you know, uh, this is a this is a federal matter, federal DEA nonsense. So then Harrigan meets with King Willie, the the, the chief of the Voodoo right. Posse's. And then that's when you get the they say you won't talk me. They say you offer me favor, policeman. And like it's just the scene is super cool. And the guy right, is like right. a mystic, like he's like rolling bones. And he's like, I don't know if he's like just high out of his gourd or if he actually has some sort of psychic sense, but he's like, there's a demon from somewhere else here hunting us. We're all dead. And then he, Harrigan leaves in like the zebra truck that's full of ganja. And then King Willie fights, uh, the, the predator with a sword in a puddle and gets beheaded. And then everybody's like, yeah, that was sick. And that head, that fake head is 
top notch. It's yeah, yeah. real goddamn good. Yeah, it's um, So now everybody's like, what the hell is going on? I don't know. Oh, by the way, Danny went to go check out the Colombians thing after hours. And then Danny gets up into the ceiling to find this spear tip or whatever, which then Harrigan finds pride out of his hands or whatever. Danny's death happens off screen. It is one of the most haunting and horrific deaths of any movie oh, I've yeah, ever yeah. seen in my entire life. Because the entire – you're there the whole time. You don't see it. But it's just him screaming and pleading, and it takes longer than you want it to. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of oh gods, and like it's awful. It is awful. So anyway, mass spectrum analyzer. This scientist finds five new elements. She doesn't even seem to care. Um, they're like, look, we got to find Peter Keys, Peter J. Keys. That's Gary Busey's character. We got to hunt him down. We got to do whatever. Gary Busey in this movie is something else. So then, so uh. A hard ass Gary Busey is very funny to me. Like, oh, I love it. He's he is yeah. the lions, the tigers, the bears. Oh my, he's on the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's, it's so good. Good. he's just he's he's taking those big teeth and just chewing the scenery. And his like <laughs> right hand man is like a B list guy that you've seen in a million things, but you never know. He's like if William, he's like Wish dot com's William Fickner. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so actually, he's not the guy from Firefly, is he? Uh, he might be. He does look like him. Okay. Anyway, um, so hair. So now Leona, who's played by Maria Cachita Alonso, and um, Bill Paxton's character, the cowboy, uh, or the Lone Ranger, are on like a on a sub an L.A. subway, and this is like a commentary. Remember back in the day, like remember in the '90s when. They would always talk about, everyone talk about LA, like, it's like, it's just, it's just, oh, everyone yeah. has guns, like, it's just a rampant, like, just like, you could get shot they, just walking around because about, everyone's armed to death. That's how they talk about Baltimore now. Right, but like, what was it, LA Story, or there was some, there was some movie with Steve Martin where people were like, like, aiming shotguns yeah. at each other on the highway. Like, it's that meme, right. right? So there's this scene where some people or some street toughs are trying to rob somebody on a subway, and then, uh, everyone breaks out guns, so everyone's armed, everybody's happening. And then you get, you're treated to a, first of all, the body count in this movie is through the. Very high. Um, yeah. Then you're treated to what I think is a really awesome scene where the predator attacks in the subway and the lights go out and you see the predator vision and like all the people are getting dismantled. Everyone that's arms getting dismantled and Maria Cachita Alonso is trying to save everybody and, um, Jerry, uh, Bill Paxton's character is trying to fend them off. Like he's showing like he's basically being Hudson from aliens. Like yeah, he's like, yeah. get out of here. I got this. Like he's just being brave. And fucking, I love Bill Paxton so goddamn much. He's one of the um, best. Another so, R.I.P. to the goat. So he like fight, he's fight, he's shooting, he's stabbing, he's throwing knives. He throws his like, he's got like a ball that he bounces all the time, like his little like prop. And then he, you know, eventually the train stops and reaching you know, the like Danny, or I'm sorry, Danny uh, Glover comes down. Oh, the predator grabs Maria Conchita Alonso by the face, is about to kill her, but like looks into her stomach and sees that she's pregnant. Yeah, and yeah. now we are alerted. This is where there's two scenes in this movie where we're alerted to the predator's moral code. One, he's not going to kill innocent people that are unarmed. So by the fact that she has a baby in her, and I guess he's a pro-lifer, and life starts at conception, he's I not think, going I th- to. I think a baby is the ultimate weapon, but right. So what if he doesn't what if do that? Gave birth, what if she gave birth to new Hitler? Well, that, right. Pred- what, what if she gave then? birth to Predator Hitler? What, oh what my if, gosh! Yeah. He didn't think of that, did he? So, so Gogs, you're pretty heavy on the the predator lore. Yeah, the Yauchta or whatever their actual race. I was going to ask, do they have like a name? Does their they alien do. race have a name? They do. It's the the. It, I can't. Um, it's something with a Y. It is called the. It's Y A U T J A. Yauchta, Yauchta, Yauchta. But that is their that is their name, allegedly. Um. So, anywho. Um, so there's two scenes. There's a scene where you actually you're treated to the same sort of somber trumpet soundtrack from the original Predator, where Mac is uh, eulogizing Blaine. Same kind of moon, same kind of jungle. That bit, and you got yeah, the yeah. trumpets, and it's 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 the uh, Danny Glover talking about Danny in the in the in the cemetery, and he catches a glimpse of the Predator in the tree. But the Predator. Like two, like classic nineties parents. are like, Hey, we're going to go mourn over here. Kid, stay in this hot car by yourself. <laughs> right. And then the kid pops out and he's got one of those, like, remember, I think we were talking about these. Remember like the, when squirt guns looked real and it was oh, like, yeah. like that Enertech, Enertech, Enerjack, one Enertech, I think 
inter- they made like 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 you filled up a clip with water. Oh, locked I remember. It had batteries. Yeah. And this kid's Dude, running around so going. Many, there were so many guns, like toys that literally just look like guns. Like I remember, I had a I had one that like fucking did a slide. Like, yeah, you can I remember. I remember being offended as a child, but like, why are they putting orange tips on these? They yeah, don't look real yep. anymore, right? Yeah, well, so, man, yep, I remember the same thing. So, anyway, so this kid's job is like, die, he's gonna suck a dog, and then like, the predator sees this thing with a gun, and he like, lights him up with a laser, and he's like, oh, not a real gun, I'm not gonna kill this kid. So now we've established that the predators have like a moral, moral code. code. Yeah. Or an honor code. I don't know if it's moral, but it's an honor code, right? So Danny Glover makes his way down, skipping forward, makes his way down to the subway, Finds Maria Conchita Alonso in trouble. They find out she has fetal oxone. She's pregnant. Get this woman out of here. Um, she leaves the movie for the rest of the movie. Uh, he comes around the bend in the subway just in time to watch the predator rip Bill Paxton's head and spine out of his yeah. body. Yeah, and then, awesome. and then he chases him down, but he's cut off by Peter J. Keys and Keys takes him into custody. And he's like, listen, what do you got to think for this predator likes meat? We've been following the meat pad till that's two weeks to follow. His habits and look, these are these are feral, uh, these are feral uh, pheromone signatures. See, it's brilliant camouflage. Like he's doing his whole bit. He's just devouring yeah. the scenery. Yeah. And he's like, he's, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put on these spacesuits and we're gonna go into this. Building. Somehow they made the leap in logic. Dude, I guess because they interviewed he's, yeah. Dutch. They interviewed stupid. Dutch. And they're like, he's stupid ass like spacesuits he has, and then they have like. It's like a fucking compressed air cannons that are going to... It's like, a liquid nitrogen gun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, like, he's talking about how, like, you know, Beirut, Colombia. He's talking about all the other times the Predator showed up. He's talking about an elite special scores team got taken out. And when the Predator was captured, it took out... Uh, it, it unleashed a weapon that destroyed 800 city blocks. Like, he's talking about what happened to Dutch and them in the original Predator. Um, So he's like, we figured out it can only see an infrared. So these... Suits block our heat, making us blind to him. Then this, these, this dust, he's basically covering him in dust and he's setting up a rave. So he makes black lights happen and it's going to make the predator glow. That's his plan. <laughs> so he's like, come and watch the show. And then you're treated to aliens yeah. getting out. You're going it's into very the very aliens. Yeah. You're going into the, 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 the fucking atmospheric generator and you see everyone's shoulder can camera and walking around. And you, it's exactly, it's just aliens and it's great. It's so they go it's in kind there. Of unapologetically aliens. And then at some point the predator shows up and he's like, he hears something. Someone knocks something, right? The predator's like, uh oh, what's going on? And he starts scanning through all his vision options so he can find something that works. And he's like taking aback. And then Danny Glover gets on the mic just like Ripley did when she knocked Gorman out of the way. And she's like, get your guys out of there, move, whatever. And so then they're getting cut down to a man. Danny Glover, uh, knocks out the CIA guys, goes out to his car and grabs, I guess, his police issued M16 with grenade <laughs> launcher. <laughs> and before before <laughs> Gary Busey can be killed uh, by the Predator's shoulder cannon. This is, this is the whole reason the defund the police movement started. They watched this yeah, movie. Like, yeah, it was the militarization of the LA police in Predator yeah. 2. Uh, yeah. He grenade launches in the side of this Innocent business. It's just an innocent meatpacking business. Gets it's back blown out, and then he fights the predator. Uh, fights it, shoots it, does whatever, and then he knocks the predator down. Like he gets it, he gets right. got right, and then he goes and he pops the mask off. Is like you're one ugly mother, and then the predator pops back up and finishes yes. the motherfucker, and then. He's you know he's fighting for his life, but then Gary Busey springs back to life. He's not dead yet. He's like, get out of here, Harrigan, I got this. And then he's like doing this thing. And then you see the disc. This is the first time you actually see yeah. the Predator disc. And he throws it. It slices through like eight slabs of meat, like eight this sides thing, of beef. This this kill specifically, it lives in my mind, right? Like, this is the only part of the movie I really remembered is this scene. It, it hits Gary Busey's neck and the blood of six people drop out of the, yeah. that guy's yeah, skull. Yeah. Like, he is... So now... The rest of the film is, um, well, I, I missed something. In, in between Harrigan and this and after Jerry got killed, you're treated to the Predator going back to his ship and polishing the skull. 
and then you're treated to a bunch of different skulls. And one of the skulls looks like skulls something from there. Star Wars, and one of them's an alien skull from alien the movie Aliens. When like, I was a kid, I fucking freaked out. I popped so hard. You you kids so these hard. days don't appreciate the now nowadays IPs just intermingle and dude that do was all like, this shit all the time. I mean, all we had when Gogs and I were kids was this. And when Freddy's glove came out of Jason, the dirt, yeah. and Jason goes to hell. That's all this, we had. Like, this is like a shared universe. Like, just like as a kid, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, it'd be like finding out that Alex Murphy, uh, like, arrested Miles Bennett Dyson. So you knew that Terminator and Robocop happened in the same universe. Yeah, like, it was. Um, but, and and then, uh, then years later, fast forward to years later, when we finally got the Alien versus Predator movies, and they're all ass. Just, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been more disappointed. I am an unapologetic both Predator and Alien fan, but those oh, two yeah. movies just suck so they suck out loud. They're just the worst. Yeah, so bad. So anyway, um so now you've got the Predator and Harrigan are fighting their way through the city. They're fighting across rooftops. The Predator is, you know, dangling from the side of this rooftop and He's got his arm on Harrigan. He's like, I guess I'm going to kill myself now. So he starts his little nuclear bomb thing, and Harrigan is holding on to – Harrigan's got a hold of the 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 disc now, and he takes the disc out of the side of this wall because the Predator uses it to like latch in. And he slices the Predator's arm off, so I guess that stops the nuclear reaction. So now the Predator, you get to see the Predator's first aid kit skills. They break through this old couple's home, and she's like trying to hit the Predator with a broom. It's funny. But <laughs> yeah. then – they follow all the way through and you get down, like you jump down elevator shaft and then under this building is where the predator ship had landed. So you're treated to seeing the predator ship and Danny Glover's walking through and then their smoke machine budget was through the roof. Oh like, yeah, yeah. The yeah. whole place is just smoked out. Also, also the, the ship I thought was funny. Cause like, they were like, what the fuck does the inside of the Predator ship look like? I don't know. We kind of made it look H.R. Aztec? Like, it's yeah, like, like, it's it, like, yeah, like, I don't fucking know. Like the, you know what it looks like from the outside? It looks like hmm. Samus Aaron's ship from Metro. It does, yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, they so, kind of ran out of uh, ideas when they were doing the interiors of that Predator ship. They're like, I don't know. Fucking do this. Looks kind of like, moving. yeah, just, yeah, just put some lights on. So then you get the, so then you have a, so the Predator doesn't have any of his weapons. He's just got his wrist blades and that, and so you get a one-on-one battle between Danny Glover and the Predator. They have a duel. Danny Glover wins. He fucking buries the, the disc and revs it through the Predator's chest. And like, he's finally won. Things dead. Green blood everywhere. And then I guess it was his evaluation day because like, and I never literally, I think I've seen this movie 20 times, maybe more. Probably more. I don't think I, until this viewing, I sat back and appreciated the fact that they made, cause this is not CGI. This is practical. Yeah. 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 They made, they made like no less than I think 10 practical predator costumes, all different. All. Yeah. They look good too. Unique, they look cool. Just for a three minute scene. Where they do nothing except they take the body away. No, I'm kind of like, confused. I I am kind of confused on a technical level. Like they just kind of appear, and it's like, well, what? How's that work? Like you know, like well, they, they were just vit- stealth. They were stealth the whole time watching this. Oh, happen. they were in their ship. I yeah. didn't think about that. Oh, okay. No, they're just. I, I've, I've always read this as this is their evaluation of this guy. Ah, I see. That makes and a he lot did, more sense. And he didn't. He didn't make the cut. Yeah. So they haul him away. And then they like they, they he the Danny, Danny Glover's like who's next? They give they give Danny Glover a fucking musket or whatever. The pistol uh, from Prey. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They get a flintlock pistol or whatever. From you like seventeen nineteen that shows up in Prey, and then they take off and Danny Glover somehow survives. Shout out to Prey, good movie. Somehow survives like that scene and comes out covered in dust and then not William Fickner's like we were so close. He's like don't worry you'll get another chance and. That's a movie. That's, That's Predator a movie. 2. You don't get to hear Long Tall Sally, which is a botch. But yeah. other than that, I I don't think, if you guys couldn't tell, I cannot. Predator 2 is a movie that I will go back. Predator 2, Robocop 2 are two movies that are not superior to their originals in any aspect. But I love them more. I love those movies, and they're comfort movies to me. Like, if I'm feeling bad, sure. I'm just going to put on Predator 2. Because I love it. It's a fun, I cannot objectively 
review Predator Two. Sure. It, I, objectively, it's probably a six. I I I have to to be the wet blanket. My issues with the movie, I don't buy. Here's the thing. I like a lot of like the hard boiled cop stuff. And I think Danny Glover is good at that. But like towards the end of the movie, when he's like climbing on the side of buildings and he's like, like he literally is like one on one fighting the predator. He's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. It does not work at all. Like it's so goof. Now to me, it's an easy thing to remedy, right? Like, first of all, you should have the predator like very injured. And he's fighting him. I know he's right. missing a hand, but he's yeah. still like way physically imposing. It, it's the only part of the movie that holds it back. I I don't. I wish like it was just somebody else. Like, well, they also they also try really 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 hard to make you think that Danny Glover's a beefcake because yeah. like there's and a it, scene yeah. where Danny they're looking at a guy that's like hanging from the sea. He's like he's like 190 pounds up two stories you couldn't lift him up there like you're such a right. hoss like it's like he's not a hoss like well and the thing is that i i i kind of like it's weird because it doesn't it's not really it doesn't really work but like you know the first one you had you know it's the it's always sunny joke right like mass alone oh, like, so it was mass. all beefcakes like every sunny like, landham shane fucking... black was the littlest guy and he was even still kind of big yeah like you had right Several and, governors of states, and uh, the, you know, I, I, mean, I know you know this already, but Jesse Ventura, that little minigun that he was carrying, it, it that, was like a hundred pounds. Yeah, it weighed like a hundred fucking pounds. Like yeah. Jesus Christ! And he's a wrestler, and I know he's probably exaggerating a little bit, but also like some wrestlers, like I know, are liars, but I don't mind because I like them. Like Jesse Ventura is one of those people. Like, I, I just like Jesse Ventura. I just love him. I wish I could do yeah. a Ventura. I love his voice. It's like. Also, Jesse, uh, Jesse basically got Vince pissed off at him because he tried to unionize the wrestlers. So he's like incredibly based. Like, yeah, he was always I trying was to the governor of Minnesota and I was in Predator. Like, it's the... And I, I also love him because I, I don't know if you remember this, but when he was mayor, like a billion years ago, remember right. he got he got shit on pretty hard because he said something like, am I my old uh reddit ass uh atheist love this but he said that religion was a tool of the weak minded <laughs> yeah he's a he's a gem uh, and i was yeah, soft, softened on my my atheistism but uh it's still funny it's a funny thing to say especially for a public figure to say something yeah, like he's, that. he's the governor of minnesota and he's like but um but anyway uh but yeah my only gripe with this movie is like I just don't buy Danny Glover as the character that they're portraying him as and it's such a weird casting choice it's that like a I, stunt cast but like for what cuz it's also like it I think like my my literally my only complaint cuz I love the movie don't get me wrong right. I my only complaint is that like they needed to like lean into Danny Glover kind of sucking more and then it's a little bit more interesting. Like right. he's got to outsmart kind of like we did with prey. Right. Like I think prey is good because you have to like, she doesn't, you know, physically beat the predator in a fight. No, but she, she like uses traps with her mind. and she's like thinking, and I think you kind of have to do that with this movie, but like this movie doesn't know how to write. So like, of course they haven't been a fight at the end of the movie with the predator. It's like that's stupid as hell, but it's, it also is kind of charming that it's so stupid. Like it kind of works. I don't well, know. I mean, that's my only thing. complaint of the movie. Like Danny Glover, he's great. I love Danny Glover, but like he doesn't work as this character. Like, well, even like a like I was trying to think of like other like badass cops. Like, you know, would be good in this. And you're gonna agree with me. You, you probably know what I'm gonna who? say before I even say it. Who's uh, a badass cop? McBain. No. no. Who? Kurt who? Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell been a lot of Tango, fun. Tango and Cash. Kurt Tango Russell and Cash in this versus. Dude, Tango and Cash versus the Predator. D- d- stairs just movie? that, just that, just stairs the two of them. <laughs> just get rid of Jack Palance and make him the Predator. I mean, full stop. It would have been cool as hell, and they probably couldn't get him because he's too expensive. But having Arnold in the first one, having yeah. Stallone in the second one, that'd have been oh, fucking insane. sick. That'd have been. But sick. like, again, the movie's I, not bad. I'm nitpicking because this is a show where we talk about movies. I just, my only problem with the film, because I think it's paced well, I think that the, it's ridiculous. I would say that I want 
a little bit more predator at times, but I get it. It's a budget thing and it's expensive and complicated. To I like him. I like him like toying with them. I like yeah, that. but no, I mean like the, in, specifically towards the beginning, like when he he slaughters that gang. Like I want to see him slaughter that gang just because it would look cool. You kind of yeah. It's more implied. Again, that's that's more of a budget thing, I'm sure. But the movie's great. Like it's a lot I, of fun. I also need to walk back something I said. I said that casting Danny Glover was stunt casting. And it kind of was, but it's also like the safest choice possible because this is coming off the heels of not one, but two lethal weapon movies. I was thinking he's kind of Murtaugh. He's already that cop, right? Yeah, he's Murtaugh, but he's like Murtaugh on like cocaine. Yeah, Um, it is very – I'm glad you said that because I was like – I was going to ask, like, where does this come out? He's Murtaugh and Riggs at the same time. At the same time. (laughs) I was going to ask, like, where this came in relation to lethal weapon. and uh, Both of those were before. Yeah. But can I share something with you? I think we might have talked Please. about this before. I, I'm sure we talked about it before, but I want to reiterate something. The guy who directed this movie. Yes. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to, he, he directed several other movies that I like. Um, one, I know this came up when we watched it. He directed Judgment Night, which um, we watched on the show, which we watched on the show. And if memory serves, we enjoyed it. We loved it. Go, we all loved it. Yeah. I gave it an, I gave it an eight. Good movie, right? Good movie. He uh he directed Blown Away, the oh, Irish like the IRA yeah. the IRA movie. I like that movie too. He directed The Ghost in the Darkness, a movie That's that the, I like. Isn't that the, the lion one with movie? The lion and with Val Alec Kilmer. Baldwin? Oh no, no Val Kilmer movie. and um the guy who uh, ate bad pussy and got uh, throat cancer, oh, uh, Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. Um, but more importantly, more importantly than any of these things, he directed. A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Child. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, this guy gr- is great. This guy's what pedigree a fucking is lineage. strong. Yeah, this guy rocks. This did, he did Dream Child in 89, Predator 2 in 90, Judgment Night in 93, Blown Away in 94. Like, those were his, he did yeah, those uh, five movies, guy, four movies in a row. is incredible. Yeah, yeah I love so, this dude. I love this dude. All right, um, I'm really hungry, so let's get into so, scores, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I here's the deal. When we announced this yesterday, I already put it on my spreadsheet. It was a ten. Like I, yeah, I can't. I've already said enough. Like I can't. Yeah. Objectively watch this movie, so I will not. I've fallen over this for the next. It's a ten. Forever. It's a ten, huh? It's a ten. It's not a real ten. Fair. No, I but understand. it's like, but it's like where my heart is. I can't. Sure. I can't. I will love Predator 2 and RoboCop 2 to the day I die. I also love RoboCop 2. I'm a big fan of RoboCop 2. RoboCop 3, not so much. No, no, uh, no. Yeah, RoboCop 3 sucks. Uh, so it is, it is an 8 for me, dog. That's a good score. It's a, it's a, it's a 8 bordering on a 9. I really don't like the last 15 minutes of this movie. It's the, I just don't like the last 15. Like, it's the worst part. I'll give you if, that. If the, if the last 15 minutes of this movie were stronger, it'd be a 10 for me too. But I mean, it is such a great ride up until that point. Like it's a lot of fun. It's just like, I feel like they kind of wrote themselves into a corner at the end and then it's just kind of like, ah, all right, it's done. And I also love the very 80s, 90s ending of just kind of ending. It's just like, it's just over. <laughs> like, oh, was... by the way, uh, by the way, a spaceship with aliens just launched out of, like, downtown L.A., but, yeah, it's yeah, over. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, no, not that big a deal. Well, you'll get them next time. Yeah. Like, it's hilarious. Uh, it's but, yeah, it's an eight. It's an eight for me, dog. It's a fun movie. Um, a movie that's generally, at least, like, in the popular conscious, like not liked very much. I don't know why. No, it's, it's a lot of shit fun. on. Like it's, it's a I, lot of I, fun. I it, now me personally, I still think Prey is better than this, but that's probably because like I don't, it, I haven't watched this in years, so like I don't have the nostalgia for it that you do. But I, I mean, I still like it. I don't think it's bad. I think it's I would say Prey, Prey is a better movie. I just yeah. like this more. Like you know that 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 like car yeah, meme no, where it's like this is a this is excellent. But I love this. Um, so I guess it's this was your pick. So I guess this gets to be my pick. Was well, it um, next week? Alex's birthday? Doesn't he get his birthday pick next week? Okay. Well then we'll either, have to we'll have to find out. Well, what's your pick if, if if it's not if it's not his birthday pick? My pick is something I've never seen um, before, but it's Gary Olson's uh, Sid and Nancy. Gary Olson. 
Let's go Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, excuse me. Uh, yeah, that, I, I, that, I love that movie. Sean does not like that movie, so it'll be an interesting, uh, that's an Alex Cox movie. Uh, I've never, I'm a yeah, I'm a big fan of that movie. Um, it's gonna be, that'll be an interesting show to talk about. I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. Uh, whether you know this or not, Alex Cox directed Repo Man. I that's just found that same, out. Same director. Yeah. Um, I'm so. excited to watch it. I, I like that movie. Like I said, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I won't. I haven't seen it in years, but. I I've like never seen it, so I don't know what to do with it, but I know it stars Gary Oldman. It is, so. it is one of these biopics that takes a lot of liberties with the, the, the actual story, and some people get upset by that. Me, I don't give a shit, but we've had this discussion, like, with the Marshall movie, like, I thought the movie was entertaining. I agree that it took a lot of liberties with the story, but like, I don't know. I watch a movie for a movie. I don't watch, it's not a documentary, but well, right. we'll see. Uh, all right. Well, that's the show. I'm going to get some pizza. I'm starving. Uh, Gogs, thanks for coming by. <laughs> hey, you know what? Happy to well, be here. Guys, thanks for listening to the, uh, the two man molehole banger. Uh, Gogs yeah. and I are going to go uh, log off and continue to stare at Drake's penis. Uh, if you haven't I seen mean, it, Google, Google Drake's penis. It's very, give impressive. yourself plenty of time. There's a lot to look at. It's, it's very big. Uh, it's, it's alarmingly big. Well, you know, uh, but yeah, that's the show. So bye everybody. Keep it 100. That's right.